So it's all about, according to this to this website, changing the framing of it of dinner time away from a battle and more like just a negotiation. I do my job, you do yours. I'm gonna decide what we eat and I'm gonna give it to you. If you wanna mm-hmm. eat it, great. If not, hey, I'm compassionate. I'm not gonna be upset about it, but the consequence is you don't get to eat. Welcome to Dad Explaining, a weekly chronicle of all the weirdest, messiest, grossest, and funniest parts of fatherhood, hosted by two first-time dads. I'm Jesse. And I'm Brandon. And this week, we are talking about eating, uh, specifically at mealtime, uh, how to get your kids to eat anything on their plate, which so often is just a crazy struggle, uh, whether it's vegetables or the main dish or, or whatever it is. Kids have crazy eating habits, especially when they get to like the toddler age where we're at mm-hmm. right now. So we're going to share our struggles and uh, and some tips as well. But before we get into all of that, Brandon, if our listeners want to reach out to us, where can they find us? Please give us a like or a follow on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Dadsplaining Podcast. We also stream every week on Facebook Live. Check out the video coverage there. Uh, if you want to reach out to us directly, you can do so at dadsplainingpodcast at gmail.com. And then you can catch this and every episode every week anywhere you get your podcasts. Exactly. We drop a new episode every Monday morning, usually around 5, 6 a.m. Uh, please make sure to subscribe to us on whatever platform you're using. And while you're at it, if you're on Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star rating and a review. And please let us know how we're helping, if we're helping, uh, even suggestions for the show. We would love to hear it. So, Brandon, uh, it has been a couple weeks since we've had a formal episode uh, yep. with both of us in the studio here. So how are things going with the family? Uh, quite good. We uh, we dodged a bit of a bullet on a um, respiratory infection. Um, Noah did get something that's been going around the daycare scene. I know any parents in the daycare scene know what I'm talking about. It's just it's happening right now, everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, I can't actually pronounce the full name, but it's RSV was the thing oh, um, yeah, that I've was heard, going yeah. around. It's just, it, it the the doctor term it means uh, something, but it really just translates to like respiratory infection, right? Trouble with the breathing, a lot of coughing, um, and so we had to pull him out one day from daycare, and he did test positive for it. But really, like after that day, we took him home. He's been fine ever mm-hmm. since. I'm knocking on wood, right? Just not too loudly around <laughs> here uh, in the studios. But it's uh, it's been pretty good, all things considered. Didn't keep him up too much, other than maybe one or two nights. But yeah, it could have been a lot worse. It's a it's a thing that um, can last for several weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found out, so it's like a really like doom and gloom like situation and diagnosis, and like we got very lucky that it was a very mild case. Uh, it seems like so we we kind of are just feeling good. That's that's awesome. <laughs> We're feeling as good as you can for for having had uh, a sick kid. So no, he's been he's been doing great. Uh, ever since. How's it been going with you guys? It's been going great. Uh, before I get into David's updates, I, I figure uh, I would be remiss if I didn't introduce your wife, Austin, who's well, here in the studio fine. with us uh, on the podcast for the first time. Hey, Austin, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Good. Austin uh, stopped by to get a little uh, glimpse into what it's like here in the Dad Splaining Studios. Uh, of course, Brandon and Austin are both uh, kind of kind of sort of have the day off uh, for Thanksgiving week. And of course, next week we are going to talk all about uh, how Thanksgiving went. Are you guys staying here in town uh, to see family? Like, are you going anywhere? No, just staying in town. Yeah, usually just hanging out with the local family. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, same for us. Um, so David has been, um, it's been sort of some ups and downs over the past couple of weeks. Uh, on the plus side, he has really been surprising us with some of the things he's learning. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For his birthday a few weeks ago, he got a VTech activity table. Um, mm. It's like sort of desk height, uh, kind of, if you can see where I'm standing, the desk is up to my waist. It's kind yeah. of the same with him, and he's got a little bench he can sit on. And it's got all kinds of different buttons and uh, activities and 
music and stuff, and there's different nice. cards you can put in to play different modes and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but the coolest thing is he's able to recognize numbers now oh, uh, wow. and kind of match the corresponding numbers, which really blew us away this yeah. week. Um, it'll say, uh, you know, push the number six, and it'll show like a six on an LED display, mm -hmm. and he'll go over to the number pad and actually push six. Sometimes it takes wow. him a second to study them and figure it out, but he pushes it, and then it says, now push nine, and he'll push nine. It's cool. wild. Um, Amazing. He, yeah, yeah. I've noticed he has to see the number on the LED board, because it'll uh -huh. do a mode where it just says it, and he I don't think he knows. More of a visual learner, Exactly. It's yeah. visual at this point, which is, it's crazy that even at this young age, you can kind of figure out. Yeah what their modes of learning are. Um, but anyway, I mean, that just blew us away. But, of course, the good with the bad, uh, David also has a stomach bug this week. Um, uh, this past Monday night, I got thrown up on for the first time in Ooh. months. Um, which, it it's crazy with parenting, like the things that just become so commonplace. Yep. Like, you know, uh, everyone's doing the 10-year challenge right now mm -hmm. on Facebook and mm -hmm. stuff. And 10 years ago, if you had, if someone had thrown up on me, that is all I would talk about for the next <laughs> month straight. You know, hey, Jesse, how's it going? Oh, my God, someone vomited on me. And, oh. you know, I just would not be able to get over it. But now, these parents were so exposed to all this stuff. It just happens all the time. It's just normal. Like, right. the next day, I didn't even think about it. Right. If I asked you how your day went the previous day, you'd be like, oh, you know, not too bad. Yeah, I probably you would have forgotten all forgot about it. Forgot my coffee, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, but uh, he's feeling a little better today. Uh, my wife awesome. Ashley is home with him and uh, he's kind of slowly getting over it and um, kind of getting his appetite back because he lost his appetite yeah, for a couple yeah. of days. And uh, that's perfect timing because that's exactly what we're going to talk about in today's episode, mm -hmm. uh, eating and feeding and trying to get these kids to eat what we make for them. Oh, it's so frustrating sometimes. Yeah. Um, Brandon, you told me before we started recording that you guys had a, a little uh, positive update, uh, I guess the, just the last night, The tiniest of success stories, but you know, we've got to try to be happy about these moments because there are too few of them, uh, almost none. And so it's a it's a struggle, guys. It's that's that's the best thing I can say about this entire topic is we're just not doing real well. Uh, I don't think really either of us would say we're succeeding in, right. in, in great strides at all. Uh, but we've done some things, and I'll talk a little bit about where I think we're specifically just not doing a good enough job, and mm -hmm. like need to try a little bit harder, um, or more more trying. You know, not that we don't try hard; we try very hard. But yeah. like we're we're parents; we're struggling because no, we're it. trying. But yeah. Um, so last night was good, and it's just amazing how little it takes to feel way better about the feeding situation. So um, dinner every night is like a dreaded experience. Oh, like, yeah. What am I going to make? Um, and we've just fallen into a bad habit of like not even trying to make things that attempt to get him to try mm -hmm. different foods, vegetables, not even. Um, we just kind of given up you know, for a little bit. We've taken like a break mentally of trying because it's been really hard and not going well. And then yeah. last night I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be all about trying to make vegetables again or other things and just trying to you know, get, try to get back in the swing of it as a parent because like, if I'm not putting it on the plate, he's never going to say no to it or even try it yeah. in the first place. So I made some beans last night, and I know that doesn't sound amazing, <laughs> but it's different for him. And yeah. he ate them, guys. He oh, ate the yeah. beans. His dinner last night was beans. It wasn't cheese. It wasn't <laughs> crackers. No, I know. It wasn't soup. 
You know, it wasn't a, a puree. Like, it was honest-to-goodness beans. Uh, I put the bowl oh, in front of man. him, and he was like, ooh. And he just went to town on it. Oh, my God. Um, and he was just eating them and eating them. And I was just like, I'm going to cry. This is amazing. Wow. And it's just like a feeling of like, I can't believe this worked. We did this like we parented today. Yeah. Like, we made things happen. Oh, that is and so And I'm cool. just like, I'm like, I'm feeling motion like right here. And like the guys in the room can see. Like, I'm feeling things because it's like, that's how big of a deal this is. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you're struggling and like you're really self-conscious about certain things about parenting, feeding mm-hmm. is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't even a vegetable, but it doesn't matter. It was still a thing. Yeah. And it was successful and it was a moment and we had it and you can't take it away. Oh, absolutely. Wait, so do you, you don't consider beans vegetables? I mean, yeah, right. Like it's kind of sort of like a vegetable, but, but okay. the, the thing for me is it's, um, it's like a protein source. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he doesn't really eat meat even mm-hmm. like uh we'll we'll talk about the the detail but like we're just getting really nothing yeah out of him um Same. especially at dinner um you know not even like chicken mm-hmm. or things mm-hmm. that everyone yep. just finds to be delicious what the like, heck doesn't matter which way you do it yeah um but it's just like you know so today was or yesterday was beans and so i'm just like yes this is great you know today maybe i'll try a like a more common vegetable maybe mm-hmm. i'll eat that and this is the change in everything in my life <laughs> and it just it's all downhill from here and it all gets better <laughs> Downhill and better at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What about you guys? You have any it's, recent successes? Uh, I wouldn't say successes. Nope. Okay. Bye. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Moving on. No, it's. I mean, we're in the same boat. Where what's crazy is things that he loved was crazy about at eighteen months. Yeah. Here at twenty four months, will not touch Ooh. spaghetti. It's like an no, alien substance to him. Uh, chicken pot pie, which was his like. The jam. Holy grail. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing to him, and now he won't touch it. Like, oh, boy. It, it's so, it's frustrating for parents because you think you know what they like, and yeah. you think you can figure out how to give them a healthy meal that they'll actually eat, and then they enter into another phase, and everything changes. Yeah. Um, this has been, for us, just really the past few months have been uh, kind of where things took a dive. Um, because for the longest time he was he was eating, you know, we would put vegetables in front of his plate. He might only eat one or two, but at mm-hmm. least he's touching them. Yeah, these yeah. days it sometimes he will eat literally nothing. Uh, yeah. I've talked about this before where I mean, some nights we'll just send him to bed with nothing in his belly, but maybe like the one snack that we caved in mm-hmm, and gave him mm-hmm. before dinner, which might have been part of the problem. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a struggle. Some nights there are successes. Um I'm trying to even think, like, what did we... Because, I mean, so often now, it's like he won't make what we cook for him in the house. So we're like, okay, well, what can we find outside of the house that's at least healthy enough, Mm. you know, that is not just pure fast food junk that he'll eat? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just like a grilled cheese sandwich from Panera with, like, the fruit yogurt that, okay, well, that's... That's fruit. That kind of counts. There you go. Uh, or the chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A that comes with the fruit cup because he's crazy about fruit. Oh, you guys get the fruit cup at Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the side that we get. What, what, what do you we guys get? We get the get mac and cheese. Oh, so I mean, gets, we get the mac and cheese, so too. We double down. So he does the fried chicken with the mac and cheese. <laughs> Because he, he only eats the mac and cheese, really. Exactly. Like, he doesn't oh, even man. eat the chicken nuggets. They're chicken nuggets. You're a kid. You're I supposed know. to like There's chicken nuggets. There's been times where he hasn't eaten the chicken. I'm like, first of all, aren't you my son? I know. Because <laughs> that's what I eat yep. exclusively growing up until I was probably 18. Uh-huh. Uh, and then second of all, are you human? Yeah. You know, do you not even want food that's good? Third of all, I don't do you understand. realize this is the South? Yeah. It's fried chicken. Like uh, You're that... also insulting Jesus. No. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. We will go there. We're going to go past uh, that. But, uh, but. But it, it's like, because then you feel bad as a parent. You're like, okay, put down the fruit cup and eat your stinking chicken nuggets. What what just came out of my mouth? I just told my kid to eat fried food. But like, it, yeah, it's it's hard. Um, some nights we have 
successes where he will eat a vegetable. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've noticed that helps is when we make him kind of part of the process. So yeah. um, you and I, I think we both have the Learning Tower, mm-hmm. uh, which, guys, if you haven't seen it, we'll post a link on our Facebook page. It's basically just a wooden tower. It's like, what, four feet tall, basically. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. pick them up and put them inside, and they won't fall out. And they can stand kind of almost at eye level with you and see what you're doing when yeah. you're cooking in the kitchen. Um, mostly, he just loves using it to turn on the coffee maker and make us a cup of coffee. <laughs> the same, yeah. Really? Yes. What, what is this obsession with the coffee maker? It's buttons and stuff, I yeah, guess. It's but, the so my son can make a cappuccino. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's what he does. Yeah. Not only that, <laughs> this is the part that shouldn't be allowed. He loves coffee. It's delicious to really? him. So he will drink. Also, it's incredibly cute. This uh-huh. is the reason why we let him get away with it because he'll <laughs> he'll be on the counter and he'll see it mm-hmm. and he knows the whole routine. Mm-hmm. He knows to turn it on. He knows to open it. He grabs a little pod. Yes. He puts it in. Like we don't have a Keurig, but it's the same kind of approach. Yeah, we have an espresso. We're parents. We get the fancy stuff. Um, <laughs> the hard stuff. Yeah, exactly. The hard stuff, right? And so he'll put it in. He'll do it. He'll put the cup in. He'll try to move the cup, but he'll put the cup in there to catch it. And then he loves the foam. Uh-huh. The, we have a milk frother as well. Yep. He loves that. But if you get a little splash of coffee in there, he ain't got a problem with that either. He mm. loves it. He'll drink anything wow. that you put in front of him um, as part of this. So we just try to give him like, uh, it's really cute. We'll make the coffee for us and then we'll give him a little cup because mm-hmm. he wants to be involved. And we'll just put the foam in it. Just the milk froth, and yep. he'll just go to town on that. And we have a little coffee together. That's sweet. And don't feel bad about that. David's had a sip of coffee before. Oh, like, I mean, you know, a little bit here and it's there. It's a struggle not to him. not get because he'll he'll drink his drink, his froth, and then he'll want more. And there mm-hmm. really isn't more at a certain point, especially yeah. if I've been drinking mine. And so then I'm just kind of spooning a little bit of thick coffee into his cup and yep. he's drinking it and then he goes crazy. Yeah. Not really. But uh, <laughs> it's just you, you got to give up on some things. Yeah, definitely. Not um, to derail us. But yeah, no, we've. I know, we've yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to just say like the the big challenge that we've had uh, before we kind of talk on some some articles and, and tips from maybe more reliable sources than just two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we, like I said, have just kind of struggled with not trying as much. And that's, I think, the biggest downfall. Um, is you just got to keep going. There was actually a lot of really good comments um, on our Facebook page Mm -hmm. um, for this week because a lot of parents know the struggle here, um, and it's it's a never-ending struggle because you got to eat every day. Most days you (laughs) will eat. Yeah. Most Most. days. Um, And uh, a lot of people were kind of giving the same theme of, like, we'll try to put it on the plate. Mm -hmm. If they don't eat it, don't take big offense to it. And then just try again later. Um, somebody mentioned, and this is funny because normally when I say somebody mentioned to me, it's most often my wife. Uh-huh. Um, and she's here <laughs> in the studio with us. Like So yep. probably her that told me this, mm-hmm. um, that kids need to see it uh, multiple times or they can see it multiple times before they actually like latch on to it. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a pediatrician. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like six, seven, eight, like you could put... The beans that we had success with last night, he's seen that before. He's tried to eat it before. He's probably even eaten it before, but then he's rejected it several times, and now he's eating it again. So it's the repetition that we kind of slacked on. Mm -hmm. Um, And and like I said, it's not like we're not trying to give him food. It's just that if in an ideal world, and this will never happen, but if you can strive to do it, maybe you do it half the time, of putting together some vegetables and or fruit on the plate along with whatever you're giving so that they just see it. Mm Mm-hmm. I think is what we are going to try to get back to doing again. Nice. So this is my my kind of tip, but it's really for me because mm-hmm. I'm in it with you guys. Um, and so I'm just thinking like, okay, I need to go prep some carrots for the week, some broccoli for the week, and you know, have my beans that I've already got You because know, he's not going to eat an entire can. Just like have that on ready, mm-hmm. and then whatever I'm going to make as the dinner main thing, you know, fill in the plate 
with a vegetable no matter what. Right. May never eat it. Yeah. Maybe he only eats it once a week. Keep rotating it, keep changing it, keep going with something different, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Because if you just put what we've been doing a lot of, which is bad, is just putting whatever the one thing is mm-hmm. um, shredded chicken. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a sandwich, a grilled cheese, mm-hmm. and like that, just that, or yeah. just the soup, or whatever it is. And we're, we're, there's no other component for him to even say no to. So he's not seeing it. So then there's no chance for him to get curious about it or wonder about it. Um, or we weren't doing what you mentioned of like showing him, yeah. hey, I'm making you the peas. I'm exactly, making the green yeah. beans, whatever it is. Yeah. So it's like they got to be involved somehow, um, it, even if it's just seeing it on a daily basis. Exactly. And that's what I, I think I went off on a tangent with the Learning Tower talking about the coffee machine. But uh, <laughs> that's what uh, kind of has helped for us a couple times. Uh, one night we were making green beans and we had the mixing bowl. We were mixing the seasoning in with the green beans getting ready to, I don't remember if we were going to uh, put them in the air fryer or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, but we put them in the learning tower and we let him kind of reach in and do what we were doing, mixing the beans. And nice. then he picked one up and it was uncooked, but it had, you know, this the seasoning on it and he took mm-hmm. a bite. And I just kind of encouraged him to keep doing that. I would hand mm-hmm. him more and he would take bites and they were crunchy, which probably yeah. felt like more of a snack for him. Right, right. And then, you know, he saw it. He kind of knew what it tasted like vaguely. So then when it finally got on his plate, he had some. Like, I nice. mean, it was maybe one green bean once it was cooked, but we had mm-hmm. to count that as a win. Um, so like you said, like making them part of the process. It's a big win. It, it, exactly. It's a big win. You yeah. got you to gotta count those victories and you know the things that we're talking about right here i mean they're working for us and i think we kind of stumbled on them ourselves um but there is sort of some uh professional research kind of behind all that as i found um there are a few articles that i'm going to go over really quickly and i'm going to link all of them in our show notes and if you Mm -hmm. can't get them in the show notes in your app we're going to put them on our social media pages as well uh the first one comes from familydoctor.org and it is titled when your toddler doesn't want to eat uh there are a million (laughs) every day exactly i googled this and it's like pages and pages with almost the same title, like what to do when your toddler doesn't eat. So I'm Mm. guessing we're not the only ones going through this. Um, They listed uh, some really helpful tips. Um, We've talked before about keeping the portion small, Mm. um, you know, so that the kids aren't overwhelmed and they don't think, oh, I have to eat all of this food on my plate. Are you kidding me? It's too much. They actually quantify it, which I thought was really cool. They said one tablespoon of each thing Hmm. per year of age. So if you've got a two-year-old, that's maybe two tablespoons of yellow corn or two right. tablespoons of shredded chicken um sorry wait a minute is there not yellow corn out there in the world uh what do we got there's white there's corn? white corn what is white corn it's you know or cream corn is it like with the corn on the cob some of it's yellow some of it's white is that yeah. how that goes yeah yeah i don't know no it's news to me sorry <laughs> that's all right all the viewers did you know that there was non-yellow corn i'll right, we'll do a poll maybe that's just me <laughs> Um, they also say, uh, which is, they take it even further. You know, we said let them be part of the preparation process. They said let them be part of the shopping process. Ah. So when you take them to the store and they're sitting in the cart, or mm-hmm. more often in my case, like refusing to get in the cart and yeah. wanting to walk and run around on yeah, their yeah. own, um, they said, you know, let them kind of pick the things out. You know, we go over to the vegetable mm. aisle and, and let them pick out their can of green beans okay. or however you right. get it. Go to the produce That sounds incredibly that. ambitious and unlikely to happen, and but I will risky. let it stand. Exactly. Uh, that is now, a nice idea. Yeah, it will yeah, never sure. happen, but it's a nice <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, you know, think of it like, so the last time I took uh, our kid to Sprouts, which is like a sort of a fresh yeah. grocer that we have here in the South, um, we kind of let him walk around on his own and 
naturally the first thing he picks up is a container of like almond butter cookies mm, and they're nice. tiny cookies so it's you know it's a little treat for him whatever um, but then I'll also take him over to the produce aisle and I'll let him kind of point at the apples and mm. the pomegranates and okay. stuff okay. and um, you know kind of involve him like hey which yeah. banana do you think we should get <laughs> that kind of thing um, and uh, now that I'm seeing them recommend this like I'm gonna try and take that a step further with the vegetables hopefully that he sees them and he's like oh okay yeah. this is where they come from uh-huh. they don't just magically appear on my plate as these foreign objects that I'm supposed to ingest I guess <laughs> <laughs> see what I'm afraid of is Noah is very much a um, fan of cans and what he'll do is he'll open the pantry oh yeah uh, take the can carry it over to you or somewhere else in the house and then go back and get the next one and keep going until he's gathered like four (laughs) or five cans. Sometimes he'll put them on the windowsill. (laughs) Sometimes he'll hand them to you. Sometimes he'll put them on the floor. Sometimes he'll make a tower. Doesn't matter. And then he'll do the same in reverse. He'll take Uh them back and forth and back and forth. So he doesn't actually want, I feel like if I was like, hey, pick your favorite from the can aisle, he might just have like an epileptic experience because he'd be like, this is my dream world. There's nothing but cans here. And he would grab every can on the shelf, not because he wants any of them, right. but because he just wants to play with them. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that sounds a lot like David. Uh, at the store one time, I've got a video of this where he is taking – it's some sort of dessert or cookie or something off the shelf, and he'll walk over and he'll place it in the shopping cart. And then behind <laughs> him, I, he'll go back to get another, and I'll grab it out of the shopping cart. Nice. And then when he grabs another one, yeah. I'll put that one back on the shelf. And it was just this, like, Looney Tunes-esque yep. cycle. Um, so he's already kind of learning to sort of, okay, this is what we do. We go to the store, we take the things we want, we put them in a basket, and then Mm. later on, you know, through some magical process, it becomes eatable food, edible food. and uh, Definitely eatable as well. (laughs) And we eat it. Um, They also say, this is kind of cool, give your kids a 15-minute warning before Mm. dinner time. You know, hey, because... And this is true also, like when you're taking them to bed or putting them in the bath, kids have such a narrow understanding of what's going on around them that if you just pick them up and carry them on to the next thing, they're likely to get really confused. Mm. It's like, um, you know, think back to when you were kids, you're in the middle of playing a video game and then your mom comes over and rips the video game cartridge out of the console and you lose all your progress. Like, what just happened? I'm so confused. It's kind of like (laughs) that with kids. Like they just... You know, they, they don't really know what's going on. So if you mm. give them, you know, start to give them that uh, that context, you know, we're going to eat soon. We're going to eat in just a few minutes. Yeah. They kind of ease into it instead of just getting shocked and, oh, guess I'm getting picked up and put in my high chair. Guess I'm right. Guess I'm eating dinner now, I guess, um, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting. I don't know. Has that have you guys ever tried that? Not with like a time, but we we do talk about the next thing. Um, so we'll say things like, are you hungry? Mm-hmm. Do you want to eat some dinner? Or let's go home. We're going to go get dinner now. Uh, we'll do the same for like lunch or breakfast or whatever. Yeah. But we don't usually do it like well in advance. It's right. usually like, hey, it's time for dinner. We're going to go eat. Or, hey, are you hungry? Okay, let's go eat. Um, so we've at least talked to him about it, kind of set it up for him. I mean, we do the same for bath and bedtime. So I guess, yeah, I guess I could understand this because it seemed to work a little bit for bath and bedtime where the two activities he used to despise doing, Mm -hmm. still doesn't love it, but, um, you know, be like, okay, we're about to do bath time or like, are you ready for bath? So that he can say no, Yeah. but then you've planted the seed right? um, knowing that it's coming up. So then when you go do it, he's not as confused. So yeah, I could totally see this uh, kind of helping out. Just because I just am going to assume he would say no, mm-hmm. no matter which of those questions I ask, because they're some of his least favorite activities, eating, bathing, sleeping. Yeah. Um, but it at least gives him 
the opportunity to acknowledge it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, moving on from Family Doctor's uh, article, I also looked at quickanddirtytips.com, wow. which I think covers just a wide array of you know DIY, right. home and family life hacks. Um, they actually get into the reasons why kids uh, – around that age Hmm. just stop eating and i did not know this or maybe a doctor told me at one point and i just Mm -hmm. forgot about Mm it um so why do kids not eat you know when they get past the year mark their their diets change it's because they grow more slowly at this age so in the first year i mean Mm -hmm. they're growing you know several pounds a month a week um after the first year mark they still they slow down to the point where they're growing you know they're gaining four to five pounds a year Okay. Um, so really, they just don't need as many calories at this age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Noah is what nineteen months now. Twenty months. Twenty months. Yeah. yeah. As of this and week. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and David is uh, twenty four months coming up on twenty five. Um, they they just they honestly don't need as much yeah. um, gas in the tank. Really. So if True. their appetite kind of decreases, it's. You know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, we can back that up with, um, you know, what we've heard from the pediatrician. So, I mean, we're not going to talk too much about this, but it's like if you ever have concern, you know, go talk to an actual expert. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you taking our advice. Yeah. Uh, we clearly, if you can't tell, are just trying and fumbling around as well. <laughs> so we don't know yeah. what we're specifically talking about all the time, but we're just trying to figure it out like you guys are. Mm-hmm. So um, when we talk to our pediatrician, because our, our son has always been really low on the weight scale. Yeah. It's just his his thing. Uh, I'm not surprised because he comes from me. Uh, <laughs> you guys can't see me, but I'm you know thin, mm-hmm. uh, putting it mildly, and that's just the way that it rolls uh, in my family for the men. So you know some of it's just going to be genetic, but mm-hmm. he's also just like on the really low end, and so as a parent, you have to be a little concerned. Yeah. And when we talked to our doctor about it, um, you know the doctor was basically saying the same kind of thing, like. Giving us the, the the good bad news, where the good news is that you don't have to stress as much because, like you said, they don't need as much, and it's actually fine if they just don't eat some meals because mm-hmm. that's just they know when they're full. Yeah, and if they don't want to eat, it's because they're full and they don't need to eat. Right. So sounds great. Uh, on the parenting side, what you hear in parent ease is like I'm a failure as a parent. Uh-huh. Uh huh. My kid can't eat. I have failed to feed them. Uh huh. That is a necessary life giving quality, and I am the person in charge of that, and mm-hmm. I have failed and they're going to just <laughs> fail at life and all kinds of horrible, tragic things. So somehow you have to balance the expert advice that makes complete sense logically with the illogical parental lean of, like, I'm just a big old failure. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't work on a daily basis because mm-hmm. we, we try to remember the things that the doctor tells us and we try to remember these tips about, like, oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But most of the time you just feel really crappy about it. Yeah. Um, and it's just like... Especially when it's like the bread and butter stuff, which is ironic because like literally. sometimes you could literally be giving them bread and butter yeah. and they won't eat it. And yeah. it's just like, why? Yeah. It, why? <laughs> exactly. Why do you hate me? I want to like take a picture of the moment, caption it and be like, this is when you made me feel like a failure as a parent and uh-huh. show it to them when they're our age at 30 and be <laughs> like, this is why I have issues. <laughs> Because you turned me down uh-huh, again uh-huh. and again and again. I know, I know. <laughs> well, to make you feel better, we've got some more helpful tips Good, uh, courtesy of that <laughs> same blog, Quick and Dirty Tips. Um, they kind of recommend changing the the, the way that you frame dinner time so that it feels less like a battle. Mm. Think of it as a contract. Um, as parents, we decide what they eat. Mm-hmm. As kids, it's up to them to decide how much they eat. Mm. That's kind of a different way of thinking. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid, I don't think my parents were necessarily like this, but 
like the conventional thing was you better eat everything that's on your plate. You better clean that plate, <laughs> yeah. right? Eat or your veggies or it, no dessert. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Eat every, you know, and maybe once they get older and they can understand what you're saying to them right. and kind of understand consequences, consequence, maybe yeah. it's time to introduce that. But, you know, at the toddler stage, they're just not going to eat if they don't want to eat. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that. But at the same time, not giving in to, oh, I don't want that. I want something else. Mm -hmm. So by controlling what you're supposed to control, which in their opinion is what are we going to eat tonight? Yeah, just providing. Exactly. And then giving up control to the kid mm -hmm. on how much are they going to eat? Maybe it's one thing. Maybe it's the whole plate. Maybe it's nothing. Yeah. Well, that's on you, buddy. If you're if you want to go to bed hungry, right. you know, I hate it. Hopefully it's not every night. But that's not up to me. That's yeah. not my job. Yeah, Noah's getting really good at um, giving us those cues now mm -hmm. where if he doesn't want it, first of all, he's not just throwing it. So yeah. that's a big achievement. Oh, yeah. But then, you know, he'll just say, like, I'll be like, do you want anything? Do you want any of this? Are you all done? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. And he'll tell you, he's like, no, I don't, you know, no, he doesn't say, no, I don't want it. But he'll say no. Yeah. Or he'll signal, I'm all done. Mm -hmm. um, or he'll kind of, he does a, a somewhat cute thing now where he like will literally pick up the bowl and hand it back to me. Uh huh. <laughs> in wow. like as polite but uh, not throwing, uh, like it, rejection just it. as great. possible. Yeah. He's like, this is for you. Uh, I don't want it. And so I think that's really good. You know, yeah. he, he's like expressing his limits and desires and, you know, what he wants. Um, and, and I do my best when he does that to be like, he's telling me something literally now telling me. Right. Uh, where previously I wish he had told me because mm -hmm. he couldn't and was nonverbal. But now he's, he's old enough. He can start saying some things. And like so that that has helped me a little bit. Yeah. Um, if he's given me a, what I would consider a fairly strong signal there, even if it's just no, mm -hmm. he said no. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, back it off. Because it, it, one of the things that also makes me, you know, uh, is like part of the struggle is like that feeling of forcing something on your kid is a really crummy feeling. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to tell you that I haven't done it. I've done it. Oh, yeah. We've all done it. But when you try to force them and then they're crying and they're complaining and I don't know, it's just like even just thinking about it, um, you know, it makes me feel... Um, awkward about the fact that I've done this yeah. to my own son is like trying to force something on him. We're talking about food, but there's plenty of other examples, but especially with food and they just, they cry and they complain. And I'm like, why am I, I'm making my kid cry. Like, why am I doing that? Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm making him uncomfortable. I'm making him feel threatened. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I, I can't believe sometimes that we like do these things, but yeah. then, you know, all of the, um, the, the angst you feel and you, mm -hmm. like, you feel like you're helping them by forcing them to do something because you know best. I know. Um, and it, you got to balance out. You know? de so if, if they can give you the feedback, yep. like that really has helped for me, I feel like, because at least then I can be like, he said no. Yeah. He's good. Exactly. That That's the thing. It's like, okay, you're not going to eat and scene. Now on to the right. next thing. Like, you know, especially in that evening routine where you know, okay, after dinner is bath time. All right, yeah. let's go take a bath now. Yeah, and right. The, and the thing <laughs> There's is... There's your consequence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, David's pretty good with bath time. Usually, yeah. sometimes he will run out of the bathroom naked and I just hope that he doesn't pee on his way out the door. Um, <laughs> and what I've noticed is most nights, if he doesn't eat anything on his plate, mm -hmm. um, he doesn't cry the rest of the night. He does yeah. go to bed pretty easily. So I realize right, right. it's just that he's not hungry. Maybe he had a late snack at daycare and he, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, he's not going to go to bed crying because he doesn't have anything in his belly. He's got something in there enough to keep him right. satisfied. So right. that's that's kind of my cue. Like if he ends up throwing a tantrum after we've put him to bed, OK, maybe he is hungry and he was just being picky about what it was. But I think yeah. sometimes 
you know, he's just not hungry. And, yeah, it, you know, I think it's probably a bad idea to force your kids to eat when they're mm-hmm. not hungry. It might create unhealthy eating habits later on in life. I don't know. Again, we're not doctors. Um, but, yeah, but, it, uh, it doesn't yeah. make sense. And as the person I'm even talking about myself, and it, it doesn't make sense how I think about it wrong sometimes. But, yeah, I can tell you that my son has not woken up in the middle of the night crying out because mm-hmm. he's hungry. Yeah. Doesn't like there's been several nights where he just hasn't eaten dinner, but he's not waking up at two in the two a.m. being like, "I want that dinner that you denied me, or you didn't give me the thing I want." Like it doesn't happen. Exactly. Like, yeah. They sleep just as soundly. Mm-hmm. Either way. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So it's all about, according to this to this website, changing the uh the framing of it of dinner time away from a battle and more like just a negotiation i do my job you do yours i'm not going to step on your toes i'm not going to micromanage i'm not going to tell you how to do your job i'm just going to do my job i'm going to decide what we eat and i'm going to give it to you if you want to eat it great if not hey i'm compassionate i'm not going to be upset about it but the consequence is you don't get to eat and then on to the next thing and it just it is what it is um the other thing that they recommended that i had never thought of but makes a whole lot of sense is um, limiting not just um, how much snacking they're doing between meals, but also liquids. Mm. Um, I mean, water is always very important, but anything that has calories like milk or juice, limit that between meals as much as possible. And I think sometimes maybe what's happening with David is uh, he gets the afternoon snack at daycare and Mm -hmm. maybe he gets uh, juice, you know? And then by the time he gets home, he's got calories in his belly, so he's not Mm -hmm. hungry. So, you know, maybe for us, it's a conversation with his teachers. Like, hey, what time are you guys doing snack time? Is there any way... you know, that you can give us a heads up so that maybe we can pick him up before snack time mm. and maybe he skips his afternoon snack and then he's hungrier by the time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we mm-hmm. get around to dinner. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's if that's the case. Yeah, that curious they'll... what your the schedule goes, because ours, um, we I know he has a snack at daycare in the afternoon, but it's usually pretty early. I want to say it's at like two, something like that, two or three. Yeah. Um, and then we're picking him up around 4.30 mm-hmm. to five. And then usually when we bring him home, he's really hungry. So he'll get a snack right away. Nice. At like five mm-hmm. or 4.30 to five. Um, and then he'll turn around and eat again at like, you know, 6.30 for dinner. Yeah. So like he actually does quite a lot of eating Yeah. Um, in the afternoon. Um, and, and it's always funny because I do, I have wondered if like this, one of those snacks is stopping him from wanting dinner, Sure. but it seems like if we make something that just works out for him on any given night, he will eat it. So Mm -hmm. it's not like, I don't feel like we're overloading him. Uh, but I have had some moments where I wish that, um, you know, I was home earlier and able to prepare something. So when he comes home for the snack at five, it just becomes dinner Yeah. and we give him the thing we want him to have for dinner rather than. The snack, we do that almost never because uh, mm-hmm. who's that prepared? Right. Um, and, you know, you're a working parent, so it doesn't work out that way. But, yeah, I mean, I could totally understand that that could fill him up, especially because he always ends up eating something he really likes for snacks, like applesauce mm-hmm. or crackers or cookies or whatever it is um, that he's eating at that moment. Yeah, and that's something that um, I'm going to bundle these two articles, these two last ones together because mm-hmm. they, they had very similar kind of ideas here. One was from realmomnutrition.com. And then the other one was from feedingbites.com, uh, B-Y-T-E-S. I notice a lot of these blogs are specifically mom blogs, not dad blogs. Um, for some reason, dads just aren't as interested in sharing the things that they've learned, unlike us, That's right. uh, who are very interested in sharing the things we're that the we've learned. We're the only ones in the world. At them. Listen to this podcast only. <laughs> right? Um, but, uh, you know, on the subject of snacks, they um, both had similar ideas that – 
maybe it's because they're snacking too close to dinner. Maybe it's because the things that they snack on are more fun to eat. Oh, yeah. Cheese and crackers, yeah, uh, yeah. goldfish, you know, yeah. a bowl of chopped fruit. Um, and then by the time you get to dinner time, it's something that's more challenging. Like it's meat that you have yeah. to chew more and process in your mouth. It's vegetables that don't taste as sweet and aren't crunchy and crispy, that kind of thing. So um, one thing that Feeding Bites uh, suggested in their articles um, – it was something like, is meal skipping dangerous? And I'll get to that in a second. Um, they said swap every once in a while, not every, not every day, but once in a while swap their dinner with their snack. So what hey, I'm saying is uh, for snack time, give them vegetables or give them mm. some soup. For dinner time, give them cheese and crackers. Just see if throwing them off their rhythm a mm-hmm, little bit in terms mm-hmm. of the food that's in front of them, giving them the fun thing for the main event instead of for the uh, okay. the warm-up snack might kind of trigger something in changing their eating habits. Um, okay. It All seems right. like it's something that's probably worked for some parents. It's obviously not going to work for everybody. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was really interesting. That's something that we've never tried. Um, so I'm going to give it a shot. Like, I might even give it a shot tonight. All right. Go crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, on the subject of what happens when they just don't eat. Like, is that going to kill them? Um, I know that's something that we always worry about, like, especially the first time it happens. Do you remember the first night that your your kid went to bed without any dinner? Mm. It's sure, rough. sure. <laughs> well, it's yeah. happened so often. It's, it's probably that's, that, exactly. It happens all the time. Mm, yeah, the, the one time mm-hmm. that I wasn't perfect. Yeah, that, that there was that, that one time. Yeah, yeah. O- only once. No, I totally Definitely get it. Definitely only um, once. No, I mean, it, it, it happens constantly for us now. But, the, like, the first time it happens as a parent, you're probably going to feel enormously guilty. Um, you know, and also Just like very, bit. very scared. Like, what's going to happen if they go to bed without any food? Yeah. Um, and there are a million articles online that may try to scare you into saying, oh, they're going to either starve to death or they're going to end up somehow obese as adults because they skipped meals as kids. Oh my God. Um, and basically, they they go back to studies that um, sort of find correlations between um, are they missing full meals and then are they eating protein rich uh, foods? at other meals and snack times, and then mm-hmm. how does that affect their eating habits and their dietary habits as they grow up? Um, but basically, people love headlines, and they don't like getting into the nitty-gritty details underneath mm-hmm. the headlines, so they just take things and run with them. Yeah. And people who write articles like to write catchy headlines so sure. that you open it to read what's inside. So it's a catch-22, and what happens is people see headlines like, skipping meals will make your kids obese, and that's all they will share, and that's all they'll talk about, mm-hmm. and they they turn correlation into causation. So what this article was saying in feeding bites is it's really it's not as clear cut as that Mm -hmm. Um, just because Mm -hmm. your kid skips a few meals once in a while does not mean that they're going to have problems with obesity later in life Um, in fact if anything it's less about how much are they eating and what are they eating when they actually eat Mm. which kind of makes sense Uh, you know of course any anytime you're eating calorie count is important but also like are they getting the nutritional values and if they skip a meal once in a while um it's normal for kids this age because like we said earlier they're they don't need as many calories so sometimes they just ain't hungry um and uh it's it's not the end of the world So in preparation for this week's episode, we put out a call to our listeners on Facebook and Twitter. Um, what do you do? What works for you guys in terms of getting your kids to eat? And we got some interesting uh, comments. Um, uh, a couple of my friends uh, were talking about, you know, the 
the fly the airplane, here comes the airplane, landed in the hangar, or um, mm-hmm. that that's what Michael said, my cousin. And then Tom said, uh, put the horsey in the barn, uh, which is – that's one I've never <laughs> done before. But kids love animals, so maybe that works. He also said naming things like different – like make fun names for the foods, like instead mm-hmm. of broccoli, you know, they're little trees. Yep. Um, probably that may work a little better as kids get older than the ages that our kids are at. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of cool. Um, Brandon, what are our Facebook page yeah. uh, dad's planning uh, followers I kind saying? of uh, used this one earlier on. I didn't have it pulled up, but I want to give the credit to Andy, um, who commented about um, trying everything once, um, saying that you know he and his wife are pretty well united on like if they don't like it, they don't push it. Um, but then you know give them some time and try again. So that concept of like you got to put it out there mm-hmm. um, to get them interested, and then if they don't like it, it's okay, and then try again. And then I I really wanted to mention this one as well. I haven't looked into this yet, but um, Karina um, commented about. Um, a particular type of uh, frozen kids meal is called Kid Fresh, um, and the idea with this is that they hide the vegetables in foods that kids mm-hmm. tend to like. So this is a very common kind of approach. Um, I've done this in a couple different ways, usually to not good success. <laughs> but this one was interesting because it's like, um, say, frozen chicken nuggets, a staple for kids, and somehow um, these companies have fit in vegetables into the chicken nuggets, the I frozen see. chicken nuggets, to kind of hide it and bake it in there. Um, and I don't know, uh, Facebook knows everything about us, which is hysterical, because I swear to God, as soon as I saw this post, same day, I then saw a commercial for said frozen food uh, where they were advertising about this big deal and this uh-huh. big fact. So this is kind of becoming like a newer thing, I think, where I don't remember this growing up. Yeah, me I definitely either. remember eating the chicken nuggets like mm-hmm. crazy. I or don't remember it was happening about, and we just didn't know it. That would have been the greatest mind meld ever if our <laughs> parents were just like, hey, he ate vegetables all that time uh-huh. um, and I just think that I didn't but that was a, a great call out if you want to try the sneaky route not that you have to be sneaky but mm-hmm. just to like you know, sometimes you just want to try sometimes something you gotta that, do that what you gotta work. do exactly and exactly. that that, uh, that brand is called Kid Fresh once again it's kidfresh.com if you guys would like to uh, check it out and now that I've given them a shout out on the on the thing I'm sure Facebook Hashtag is going to hear sponsor. that and put po- you know sponsored posts all over my Facebook feed yep. um, we also got uh, some comments um, Karina also said on my personal Facebook page because we're Facebook friends. I like the way she does this. Everything is a chicken nugget uh, or sausage or taco meat in terms of what she calls it. Chicken breast, that's a big chicken nugget. Pork chop, that's a chicken nugget. The inside of a pot sticker, that's sausage. Hamburger, nah, it's just taco meat. <laughs> um, she says, none of this works on Jace, which is her son who is autistic. He says, he sees through my BS. He eats the fun nuggets, which are not to be confused with chicken nuggets. I'm sure right. those are the dinosaur-shaped ones. Oh, yeah. Um, he only eats all beef hot dogs because he doesn't want the unrefined crap. Um, nice. Breakfast sausages and, she says, breast carbs. I'm guessing chicken breast. She says she can't even hide the vegetables anymore with him. So I, I think the Kid Fresh Too only smart. works on her daughter, who's a little younger um he says because she says because his sensory issues are strong and he can actually read the packages so he figures out he's wait a minute pesky i smell a trap pesky (laughs) kids i thought that was a a little crazy and of course uh, a little uh wisdom from my grandmother who commented and said look they'll they'll eat when they're hungry you know this is what doctors have been telling parents for years um and you know that's not the same in every case um this it does happen with uh, autistic children where sometimes they don't eat when they're hungry and then you know you've got other issues but um for uh, a lot of families, like we said, if they're not eating and they're not going to bed crying, chances are everything's going to be okay. Um, mm-hmm. Just yeah. So just to jump in, uh, I thought it was interesting because I obviously talk about eating issues 
around with Noah, mm-hmm. with my mother, and with you know other people who've gone through the same thing. And my mother said that she had the same questions that she asked her pediatrician when I was a baby. Uh-huh. And she like the the pediatricians have probably just been saying the same things. Mm-hmm. to parents for decades, for decades. Uh-huh. yes exactly because you know she said that her pediatrician told her i have never seen a child who has had three meals put in front of them per day starve to death yeah so, yeah you know that's <laughs> it's kind of a well i have doctor <laughs> i haven't but it feels issue. that way to me oh yeah my kid's gonna be the one <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah no but, that's uh, but yeah to, uh, in terms of tips and things, there was a there was something else that she used to do when we were kids, um, a little bit older than our kids. But what she would do is we would all be at the dinner table together, uh, our whole family, and like she and my dad would sit next to each other, and us kids we would be kind of like on the on the other side. And what she would do is she would take a you know broccoli or you know something you know vegetable or whatever, she would put it on her fork, mm-hmm. and she would kind of. St- just stick the fork kind of out there right in our general direction uh-huh. and then she would turn to my dad and like have some conversation right and then in the meantime us kids we would have eaten the vegetable oh, off of her fork as a game as a game right and so then she would go to eat it and she'd be like oh, where did my where did where did my broccoli go and you know and we would laugh and it was so funny and so it was, it was kind of one of those ways of kind of Tricking us into I eating like it. that. <laughs> that sounds like something you could kind of plant as parents, like if you're all mm-hmm. eating around the table. Um, you know, Austin, you're holding it. You look one way, Brandon, you snag it off the <laughs> fork, and then maybe Noah picks up on that. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's something that, uh, that, that we could try. And then to piggyback off of that, um, one thing that has helped us and that uh, a lot of people on blogs are recommending is definitely eating together as a family. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's something that, like, People our age, before you have kids, you just you kind of eat when you're hungry, and sometimes mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. even have a dining room table because you use that to store all the stuff that you <laughs> unload when you get home from work. So the, you end up eating in front of the TV or something, which is great when you're young, and that's a habit that we are still trying to get out of. Oh, yeah. Um, but now that we are a family with a toddler who wants to sit at the table, um, we're slowly kind of getting into gathering around the table all together, all eating mm-hmm. basically the same food at the same time. Doesn't always work, um, but I feel like that kind of helps. Has that helped you guys? Yeah, we are not we eating. With it. Yeah, we're not eating when he is is the challenge because, yes. like I said, he's eating at five for a snack or mm-hmm. six thirty for dinner, yep. and like we haven't. The, the big problem is we're not cooking him what we're cooking. Um, right. We haven't cooked anything for ourselves because we're just like let's get him to sleep and, and then, then we'll figure, figure it, it out later. Yeah, we do that a lot. But we we sit with him. Um, we've been able to do that, so we. We can sit around the table. He seems to like having us nearby. Mm-hmm. So much so he'll like point at the chair. If one Ooh. of us is missing, he'll be like, Dada. Oh. Like, like, or he'll you like, want a... Dada to sit? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or he'll complain if one of us gets up to do something. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, 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 And we're like, do you, do you want mama to sit back down? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. that's the love. You yeah. know, we got to take that for, yeah. for something. Yeah, yeah, but you're starting the context. <laughs> you're starting at least the idea that, okay, we're all going to sit together. Yeah. Um, you know, it's dinner time. We gather around the table as a family. Um, I think because I think what works at daycare, because mm-hmm. have you guys noticed, does Noah eat more at daycare than he does at home? Or yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, same with us. Yeah. Same peer deal. Pressure. It's peer the, pressure. It's the group, yeah. well, A, the peer pressure, but yeah, just that group mentality of being around others. Yep. 
Um, the problem is that he doesn't care about us. As, <laughs> as He does not see us as his uh, peers pressuring yep. him. If we're eating and he's not, he's mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not, I don't need to eat. These yeah. are my parents. I can do whatever I want. You have no like, authority here. Th- there is no age limit on the young side of like when kids will just like diss the parents uh-huh. and like sass them yep. uh, compared to like you think of like teenagers being like, screw you, mom or dad, not, mm-hmm. not just moms. Um, mm-hmm. And versus like kids are basically doing the same thing. They're like, I don't need to perform for you. But yeah. if they're at daycare, they're like, well, everyone's doing doing it i must do it myself mm-hmm. otherwise i'm not cool yeah exactly I, I think like we've noticed that too like we'll get the report at the end of the day he ate most of his lunch or part yeah. of his lunch or like all of this and then a little bit of that and then we compare that at home like do do, do we just not matter are we invisible here yes, um but i think that yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. so like the i think the group mentality extends though um you know if there's parents with them it, it kind of helps to kind of move them in that direction and then what has worked for us lately is that uh, David now refuses to sit in his high chair. Oh, boy. Um, he, I think he just decided that, oh, that's for babies. I'm not a baby. Wow. I'm, I'm a big kid. I'm too big for that. So he demands to sit in the same type of chair that we sit in oh at boy. the table, um, which works sometimes. Like, you know, it's a little too low for him. He's not mm-hmm. quite big enough, but he can he can at least reach his plate, even oh. if he can't totally see all of it. Um, he you makes a mess. Get little boosters. Well, yeah, well, we've yeah. ordered one. Ashley's and, ordered one now oh, that he's you done can that. Also, there's a different... Uh, thing that you can get which is basically it's a it looks kind of like it's like a cross tripod thing Mm -hmm. that you put underneath the feet of the chair yeah that will prop it up it'll prop up the chair to oh cool the the right level like that's interesting yeah it goes underneath the chair so it's not a booster that you put on the seat it's a it's like a prop that you put underneath. Oh, the so they can feel chair. like a big boy without yeah. even yeah. the booster. If you've got a link, send it to me <laughs> I'm because sure I can find it. yeah, because <laughs> the, my concern with the booster seat and he does this at restaurants where sometimes he will sit in them and sometimes mm-hmm. he'll just refuse. That's not for me. I want to yeah. sit the way you guys are sitting. But that, that might be a clever trick because it still looks like he's sitting in a chair because the boosting is happening underneath the chair. Yeah, I kind of like that. So uh, guys, next if we, level mind game. Exactly. Yeah. If we find a link, we'll include that in the uh, in the show notes and online as well um the last thing i want to mention is uh, a tip i picked up on twitter um i was talking with um at snark and giggles this it's a, a mom who's on twitter sure. and uh she didn't comment directly on us this was just a conversation i started up with her um she said i just discovered the most disgusting parenting hack ever my girls <laughs> wouldn't eat their chili so i hid teddy grams in it they oh. had to take normal bites, no bare hands, <laughs> until they found them all. I can only imagine how nasty it tasted, but they loved it. So um, I tried something similar to that the other night. Like we tried like hiding some of those little almond butter cookies underneath uh, some of his chicken. Mm-hmm. It didn't work, uh, you yeah. know, because it wasn't chili in her case where you have to dig through it to get to the thing. It's just mm. okay. I'm just gonna move the chicken out of the way. Right. Like, what yeah. The, the heck? hiding he, thing has not worked at yeah. all. What do you think? I'm a child. Even if um, we successfully hide it and he eats it, he notices the texture and he'll eat uh-huh. the thing he wants and spit out the thing he doesn't. He's mm-hmm. so talented. I don't know how he's doing this. Um, but like, I don't even want to talk about it because I'm, st- I'm still a little <laughs> upset about it uh, with this thing that I made that was like amazing uh-huh. last last week and he didn't care for it at all. And yep. I, I really didn't like it uh, that he didn't like it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't want to go there. Yeah, that's the hard. <laughs> the hardest part is when you work so hard on the meal. Like uh, Ashley Damn knows this heartbreak man. because she'll make a week's worth of chicken pot pie. Yes. And we will taste test it every step along the way. Oh, it's perfect. He's going to love this. This is going to be so good. And it's got the vegetables on the inside, the yep. bread on the outside. It's going to be just a, a home run. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't eat it. And then what are you going to do the rest of the week? You've got all this chicken pot pie and you know he's not going to eat it. So then I end up eating 
double portions, yes. and now I'm dealing with this belly Dead where I'm, you know. So it's it's that endless cycle. Um, but I guess overall, what yep. we're saying, moms and dads listening, is um, there are things you can try. Try and mix it up. Try something you've never tried before. Um, you know, hopefully take- keep keep going back to it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 and don't lose heart because if they miss a meal once in a while, like ours are doing constantly, yeah. um, everything is, uh, I guess, is going to be okay, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> All right, as we wrap up, I uh, just wanted to share um, a quick, nice little shout-out we got on uh, Facebook. Um, so, Chris... Um, there's a couple different Chris's. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. want to give people's full names, just you know, trying yeah. to be trying to be considerate. But mm-hmm. uh, a newer listener, uh, Chris, who just wanted to reach out and say um, that uh, he and his wife are expecting their first kid in January, a baby boy. Welcome to the boys' club. Mm-hmm. Congrats to you and your wife, Chris. Um, and he just wanted to thank us um, in saying that uh, it's been super informational listening to us. Uh, it's helped him try to wrap his head around the idea of becoming a parent. And probably the best part is that he says he appreciates all the tips and stories. Uh, he knows there's no way to actually prepare and he's still a little worried about it but he feels like he's slightly less scared because of our show i think that fits us right into the perfect yep. description where we cannot alleviate your concerns you know to any full extent but we can help you be a little less scared so that's yeah that's as good as it's gonna get and uh and we're very grateful that you're listening chris and thank you so much for uh for the positive words um i also wanted to give a shout out to a different chris uh who commented on last week i posted an article from webmd what does a two-year-old know, you may be surprised. Um, mm-hmm. Some really interesting stuff on how kids are able to pick up on social cues and different technological aspects. Definitely head over to our Facebook page and check that out. Uh, but I asked the question, what does your kid do that has surprised you? And Chris said everything constantly, every day. So amazing. He particularly took off around 26 months, which is like a whole new level now. Um, mm. Yeah, we're getting really close to that uh, ourselves. I'm like, a month or two away from that yeah. brandon you guys are about six months yeah, yeah about six months away um and i'm already kind of noticing like the developmental mm-hmm, jumps mm-hmm. um i stopped paying attention a long time ago to which leap they were on do you remember the leaps <laughs> no but i've been a lot happier without noticing <laughs> the leaps that's yeah. all that's all i'm gonna Isn't say that funny? about the leaps so don't get too panicked about it you have thoughts <laughs> on the leaps I do, but that might be a... a it's a whole thing. There's a whole thing about the leaves. <laughs> you uh, know, the book is fine. We're just going to leave that. Yeah, uh, exactly. But I, I got to brag because our son just yesterday, right, yesterday, um, was playing with Play-Doh, and there's like a little mat that comes with the Play-Doh that's got all the colors and the corresponding shapes of the little cutouts. Mm-hmm. And we just put it out there, and the kid just freaking put all the right colors on all the spots and all Ooh. the shapes with all the things, and he did it all on his own. And even... Even if he messed one of them up, he's like, wait a minute, that's wrong. And then he moved it. Oh. And I'm just like, who is this genius? That is so that cool. That came in. And then this morning, sorry, I got to brag. I'm no, do, I can't it, feel good. do it. Go. We got him this new toy that's... um. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a little wooden um, block set where it's got different size circles with pieces of wood, wooden circles that kind of go in each of the slots mm-hmm. from like a large one to a small one. And he's never seen it before. We just got it. We put it out for him. And darned if the kid didn't just take all the pieces and put them in the right holes right off the bat wow. again, because he's a genius, as yeah. I've mentioned. <laughs> and then the uh, same thing. It was really cute because, like I said, now these verbalizing things, mm-hmm. you know, you can see the concentrated face to know he's thinking about it. But if he put a block in the wrong spot, spot he would just audibly shout no and then he'd pick it up and put it into a different spot um so yeah he's brilliant basically that is so yeah they're the montessori uh they're called montessori 
uh, cylinder blocks. Uh-huh. I think is what they're called, and they're like it, it's it's a thing. It's, okay. a, it's like a Montessori thing, right? Yeah, like a, a brain building blocks. puzzle yeah. kind of a thing. And obviously, a benefit of having my wife is that she actually knows what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm just trying to just, like, yeah, that wooden thing with the blocks, yeah. guys. Go get it. It's been great having you, Austin. Can we have you back next week? Yeah. <laughs> can, can, can we replace me? Yeah. Thank you. No, all right. Uh, but no, I mean puzzle. So like we can get into this in another episode. But puzzle toys are so great. Like we we've noticed the the benefits of having those with David, especially mm-hmm. at this age, like where he's picking up, okay, only certain shapes go in this certain thing, or like yeah. he's got like these Thomas the Tank Engine suction cup little figurine toys, and mm-hmm. he kind of figures out, okay, this one goes on the one that's shaped like that, and this one goes on the one that's shaped like that and has nice. the same color and stuff like that. So yeah, um, yeah, those, those the puzzles are great, and it's so exciting watching them kind of figure these things out on their own. Um, I just you need the moments, man. I exactly. Just, I, I gotta tell everyone about this puzzle, you know, Play-Doh situation, because yeah. like it's it's gonna outweigh like weeks of challenges with feeding. Exactly. Yeah. Example. Yeah. When when they don't eat the rest of the week, you can hold on. But to tell that you about that Play-Doh. Joy. He didn't right. eat all week, but the Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't eat the Play-Doh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Which might have been better than nothing. But anyway, we'll wrap, we'll wrap it up. That's that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Dad Splaining. Brandon, between this week and next week, where can our listeners find us? You can follow and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dadsplaining Podcast. Uh, drop us an email directly, dadsplainingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we stream every week on Facebook Live. And then check out this and every episode every week anywhere you get your podcasts. Exactly. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, do all those little things. Leave us a rating and review if you would be so kind. And, uh, Brandon, what are we going to talk about next week? So we're right around Thanksgiving right now, so when we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit about how our different experiences went with Thanksgiving. We'll just kind of dovetail it a little bit with this eating exercise we went in deep on today. Maybe we'll do some fun stuff, um, your favorite dishes, all that kind of good controversy as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'll uh, I'll check in a little bit. Uh, my son's two-year checkup is coming up next week, so we'll, uh, we'll come back a little bit to the eating thing mm-hmm. and see if they're concerned about how much he's eating, about, you know, any weight fluctuations or anything like that. So So, uh, yeah, we'll have some cool updates for you guys. But until next time, I'm Jesse. And I'm Brandon. And this week's dad joke comes courtesy of the Tumblr user uh, Rockna. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I found this on Facebook. My friend Evan shared this with me, and I loved it. Um, Why do sharks live in salt water? Because it's salty. I don't know. They're salty. (laughs) Because if they lived in pepper water, they'd sneeze too much. Hey, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) You're not laughing. Just the shark? I'm just like, just the shark? I don't, okay. (laughs) Why is it sharks? It could be anything. It could be anything. (laughs) Sorry, that tickled me. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. If you're enjoying Dad's Planning, you might enjoy this other podcast from our friends here at WSB Radio. Like current events and want to be the smartest among your friends? Then the Power Pod is the show for you. The Power Pod is a weekly recap show where we cover the current events of the week. It's a show where we're not afraid to get serious. And we're not afraid to have some fun. So try us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, the WSB Radio app, WSBRadio.com, Stitcher, CastBox. Okay. (laughs) Anywhere there are podcasts, we we are are there. there. So So power up with the Power Pod!